And just as I start the stream, my cat decides that he wants to jump up on the, on the table. So, no go away. Are you sitting comfortably? I am indeed. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Let's begin. Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world with a uniquely Australian bent in that we are Australian and we like to speak in Australian accents. This is episode 190. We are recording live Friday, the 17th of May, 2019. And uh, Max, is your spidey sense tingling? Uh, maybe. I don't... Yes, yes, it is. I just <laughs> understood what you were going for. Right, yes. There we no, go. Good. I'm, I'm good. on the ball tonight. This worked much better in rehearsal. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, we didn't do a rehearsal. Fair enough. Coming up tonight, we have a new Masterpiece Black Arachnia figure that we're going to take a bit of a look at. We're going to show off some of our other collectibles because this is a bit of a light week in news. But uh, there is there is a, a, a Bumbleverse figure doing the round that is uh, creating quite a few waves. I'm going to talk about that, all that, and more coming up just a little bit after this. I really hope Brad inserts the opening credits here. I I I barely listen to it now. I barely listen nowadays, so he could just not insert them, and I'd never know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't, I don't listen because I experience it when I record. Yeah, I know it's like I I listen to the off episodes, and then the ones I'm on, I'm like, well, well I was there, so I won't bother. But yeah. I could be just be complete shit and not know it. <laughs> Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. I'm Jason. Joining me tonight, we have we have another two up show tonight. We did uh, we did a two up last week. We're doing another one this week. Max coming to us from Adelaide. How are you doing? Yeah, not too badly. Uh, how are you? I am doing all right. It's uh, it's my second it's my second weekend in the new apartment since I moved last week. You, you may have noticed I was slightly upset at having moved uh, when we recorded last week, but uh, it's uh, everything everything is going a little bit better. This week and uh yeah the apartment looks a little bit cleaner you can actually see walls behind me and stuff so uh yeah pretty happy pretty happy with that um have you been up to uh have you been up to much transformers related stuff uh yeah a little bit in that i had the most recent adelaide comic and toy fair uh, which was excellent you know i was pleasantly surprised to find that after the last one where i sort of struggled to get the help together for run the show this time around. I managed I had uh, I think it was a total of five people oh, come, come up and offer to help out of a store, which is insane to me because it was a tiny convention, but the, at the end of the day it meant that everyone was able to have a pretty chill time and the show ran really well. So I was more than happy with that. Excellent. Good to hear. And a big thank you to the people who came out and uh, volunteered to help you around the table. Yeah, thank you. Right. I'm just not naming names because I don't know. If people like to be named or not, I'm not naming names because I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get on with the show, right? We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn on the screen share here and uh, look at that. We are gonna talk bot bots. So, uh, botcher. It's not. We're not talking about bot bots. In fact, although I do have bot bots in front of me, because like that's kind of my thing now. Uh, we are talking about bot shops. 
<laughs> Which I must say is a mistake that I have seen Brad make in the group as well. He has referred to it as the BotBots competition, which I suspect by the end of the year, it might become a BotBots themed competition. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think it's just a, to see here, there's a bit of potential there, you know? If, I think so. By I think so. dint of the actual figures themselves, it just opens, yeah, it just opens it up. Yeah, BotBots are pretty cool. But Bot Shots is our weekly Facebook photography competition where we encourage you to take your figures out of their display cases, out of their protective glass hermetically sealed cabinets, and take them out into the wide, wide world and damage your investments and do weird things with them. We have had people uh, submerse their bots in water uh, just to get a spot in the Bot, bot Shots competition. So, um, yeah. We appreciate it, even though you may not, you may have destroyed a figure in doing so. So, um, without further ado, we are going to go to this week's this week's winner. And uh, as I was saying, I think bot bots might become a um, might become a feature of these uh, of these a little bit uh, more frequently. So, um, this week's winner is Luke Dunn, who took one of the bot bots that represents a bar of soap and. Um, Look, I'm not sure whether or not he was successful in washing his hands with the uh, the soapy bot bot, but um, I'll, I'll give I'll give him the benefit of a doubt. Yeah, yeah, no, that seems fair enough. Um, so he's done a good job at it. Good, good job, Luke. And also, how did you take that photo? I wonder. Uh, think about that for a minute. Just think about. I mean, it. one, I feel like that left hand is like someone else's hand. You know, I think you might be right. There's <laughs> two different skin tones there. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I think we might we might have our. Uh, Which I you know. think makes it all more impressive, mind you. Yeah, there's two people crowded in front of that uh, in front of that. Uh, because it, it meant he had to go through the conversation of just going up to someone and going, "Hey, can you um, wash my so hand with your it. hand with this transformer, and so I'll take a photo hold, of it." Yeah, can you hold this transformer while I wash it? <laughs> well, actually, this is an interesting point. Which one of the hands is Luke's, or is neither of them? Ooh. Oh, that's good. It just could be like a big staged photo shoot, you know? It could be the maybe, mystery. Maybe mystery Luke is the bot bot. Maybe. Maybe. He could be a sentient bot bot. Sentient bot bot come to rule us all. Mm, fair enough. As a, as a is, that, is that technically cheating? Uh, I'm not sure what part of that could possibly be technically <laughs> Anyway, congratulations, Luke. Uh, it is it's good to see it's good to see some creative uh, creative use of the smallest members of the Transformers family, and uh, look, it's also good to see creative use of the largest ones. We've had uh, we've had winners with Fort Max, Metroplex, and Trypticon uh, as well. So uh, the um, the ability to stage a fun photo uh, it kind of transcends robot size, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, probably, I just yeah, it just depends on your creativity. It does. All right. Well done, Luke. Uh, you are you are in the draw for a, uh, a a prize of some sort. I'm not entirely sure we uh, not entirely sure we know what we're doing with the prizes this year, but I'm, I suspect someone might be about to donate a BotBots eight pack. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Shall we talk about some news? Well, we might as well. Let's uh, have a sus. We're going to move swiftly on. And get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? 
talk about some uh, creepy crawly news. Masterpiece Black Arachnia. Um, I believe we actually we had a quick look at her last week when they, there were some showroom floor images because I remember being unable to pronounce the uh, the show that she was shown at. And uh, this week we do have some official photographs which have come out of the uh, Takara Tomi stock listing and also I think from Takara Tomi Mall. Yeah, so I think this is a this is the best look we've gotten at it now because the last couple of the shows have just been kind of shoddy images and so now we can fully see the figure in as it's supposed to be seen. That's right. So, yeah, it's kind of surprising how bad the showroom floor images were, but uh, there you go. Look, uh, we're, we're just sort of just sort of idly idly scrubbing through some of the some of the photos here. There has been a lot of discussion about her spider mode this week, which we haven't we haven't come across it yet in this photo set. But there's a lot of stuff here. Like if she can actually pull this pose off, that is quite some balance. Yeah, no kidding. I. Some of the articulation improvements we've seen over the course of you know, the last few years when it comes to Transformers have been uh, like imp- impressive enough that I wouldn't be surprised if he was, if, hey, Jesus, I'm out of it, uh, if she was able to do that of her, of her own accord. You know? I mean, it, probably not the easiest thing in the world, but I think it's certainly not, certainly not out of a question. Maybe not. Remember, we did manage to get Masterpiece Sunstreaker to do handstands. Yeah, true stuff. There's been a, quite a few, like, really well-done things recently. That's right. And uh, we are on to Takara's kitchen bench photos, um, which it does look like someone's been making a cake on the kitchen bench and they forgot to clean it this week. But, um, yeah, so that's okay. Uh, so what we are looking at for uh, Black Arachnia, uh, or I believe she's called Black Widow in, in Japan officially. So... She's got a very a very fembot body, uh, which does convert into the body of the spider. And there's four spider legs attached to her, uh, not the not her forearms, the, uh, the 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 top of her arms above her elbow, on each side. And that sort of makes for a nice, it makes for a nice sort of a, a, a you know presentation of uh, things behind her, making it quite interesting to look at. This is this is also an extremely impressive pose. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if everyone's aware of uh, what this pose is called. This pose is called the cheesecake pose, uh, where she's sort of lying lying back and uh, you know sort of one one hand on the hip, one arm one arm behind. It's a bit arm. much, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it, like it is. It is referred to as the cheesecake. So you know, like uh, the fact that the fact that it's a bit cheesy is good enough. Is is a cultural precedent set there? I feel like uh, very much. Have they photoshopped it onto the background in this image? Um, she's not casting a shadow. <laughs> the feet it, aren't really touching any ground there. It is entirely possible. Um, I, just, I, w- I, I would say it's possible that it's just the way that it's lit, but it, like it actually looks like a render in this case. Yeah, right. that's a. I don't know. It's just a weird photo because like every every other every other photo doesn't have quite the vivid purple uh, on the legs, but uh, that one. Look at look at the color of the purple on the legs. It's very different. It might be from a different shoot. Yes, yeah, it could be like an earlier version. Yeah, everything in general on that one seems like a little bit. The saturation seems a bit actually no, the satura- not the saturation. The contrast of the colors seems a bit higher. Yeah, I actually wonder if she might have been standing on something in the fo- in the foreground, and they've just shot that out. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Like, uh, is it? Does she come with a display base? Yes, yeah, she she comes with that. So maybe. 
Maybe this, maybe. maybe this particular prototype was flimsy, so they had to hold her up with that and then Photoshop it out. It's it's very possible. It's very possible. So, uh, look, she's a very she's a very very impressive looking figure. And there is the uh, yeah. So there's been a lot said about the spider mode over the course of the week and. Like the impressive thing about this is the fact that basically the entire the entire feminine body transformer part is uh, sort of compressing down into the body of this spider. This is actually a really good look at that spider. We've seen some photographs over the course of the week that make it look like there's just parts hanging off it everywhere. But uh, no, this this looks quite uh, this looks quite quite tight and quite compact. Yeah, I heard a lot of people complaining about this when the show floor images first came out. Um, just saying that, you know, oh, it's you know, a bit, it's not perfect or anything, there's gaps in there. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but it's, I, I don't know how she could do it really. Like, Dinobot and Negatron, Dinobot especially pulled off some serious magic, but I feel like this would have to do so much more than Dinobot to achieve that, that the necessary transformation. So, you know, what it has to do, I'm so really impressed. Yeah, look, even Dinobot had some compromises for, you know, as, as good as the figure is. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a case of, you know, when you make a when you make a beast-style masterpiece transformer, there's going to be there's going to be a few compromises on the uh, on, on the animal mode because you can't get that quite sort of un, unbroken surface. But this does quite well with the symmetry uh, that's that's required in that as well. You know, you, uh, there is a there is a web accessory there. So um, if you were to uh, if you were to leave this out on display and you know forget that you'd done it and then walk into the room, this might scare the shit out of you. It's a I kind of like how cartoonish it looks. You know, I haven't really gone for some sort of faux realism. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and I mean, look, it's quite well the, done. The the beast modes the beast modes in uh, in beast wars were all sort of. You know, somewhat, somewhat hyper realized anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, so there's, there's, like, there's a better look as well. Yeah, it fits in with the art style exactly, which is suppose, what you come to expect from the Beast Wars masterpiece nowadays. Um, yeah, you're you're right there. That looks in terms of just fitting in the that sort of constructed background that gives you the vibe of that sort of slightly plain looking CG. It of the show, it fits right in. You know, I have a feeling that these legs might be a little bit, um, a little bit more resistive the, than we think to um, posing because that's actually supporting her entire body there. Which one? What's the? Yeah, I so, suppose so is that all, all of them? Yeah, all, yeah. The, all the legs are actually supporting the body, unless the body is sort of posed on the rock, but it doesn't look like it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. So we go like if we go back to here, like it looks like the body might be sort of, um, you know, supporting its own weight there in the middle, but that looks much more elevated. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I don't want to jump to conclusions there because I feel like I could easily be wrong, but like you can see little, I think there's ratchet indentations on those le on those leg joints as well. I was wondering about, I was wondering about At that. At least it's, on those sort awesome. of cent those central ones, it looks like ratchets in there and then ball joints attached to the body. So. So I suppose if they're sufficiently tight, you know, spread across eight legs, it is possible. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, we uh, finding out when it, when is she due for release? Is it September or October? Uh, I can't remember. 
And yeah, I don't so, think this uh, I'm not gonna check. So there is an important question here. MP44 is uh, Convoy 3.0. He's coming out in August. Uh, 46, if she's due in September, October, that does beg a question of where is 45? And that would be Hound, right? Isn't 45 Bumblebee? Is, 40, is Bumblebee 45? I, don't, I didn't think we had a number for him yet. Uh, yeah, he's been solicited, hasn't he? Yeah, so Black Rackney is December. Oh, December, um, okay. Yeah, MP Bumblebee. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Bumblebee 2.0 is October, so they're only a couple months apart. Okay, so Bumblebee is 45 then. So Hound mustn't have a number yet. I thought he did. Maybe maybe he'll end up being 47. We'll find out. Yeah, but Hound's just sort of, for quite a while now, has just floated in the void. No one really knows what's going on with him. He, like, takes breaks from shows for months at a time and then shows back up again with less pain. It's like... It's like, it's like he's... I don't know uh, what's, no one knows what's going on with that figure. It's like he's the Benjamin Button of masterpieces. Every time we see him, he's less developed. <laughs> it's a shame because that's the one I'm... It's a figure in the line that I think looks the best in terms of upcoming releases. It's mm. kind of... Kind of tragic to see him just following... You know, in movies and games and such, I call it development hell. So it's sort of... Feels like it's the same sort of thing here. Maybe there's been, look, there's been a bit of controversy over the the, the way that his head works because it seems to just sort of be out on a out on a long stick and resting on the body. So there's yeah maybe they're taking a bit of time to re-engineer some of that. Yeah, it's um yeah we don't really know, do we? So we'll just find it. We'll find no. it. But for the time being, this looks like a pretty pretty solid release uh, to close out the year. I believe the uh, the price is coming in at about two hundred to two hundred and twenty Australian dollars. Uh, I thought it was more reasonable. Less. Well, well, I think I think so. From some of the conversations that I've had with uh, had with suppliers or some of our local suppliers, um, the Aussie dollar is not doing so well. So while some of them might be advertising it for sort of one hundred and seventy, hundred and eighty, I think by the time it actually rolls around, it's probably going to be closer to two hundred. I think if you take, uh, what is it, 15,000 Japanese yen, um, I think eventually that sort of comes out closer to 200, probably once you add some GST, probably 220. Yeah, um, yeah. I imagine this is the sort of thing where it is going to, like the cheaper sources will have it for that sort of high 100s price range, but I think I think you're all right. It's going to probably wind up being around the 200 mark anyway, which is... So somehow, you know, one of the cheaper masterpieces in recent memory. Look, I, I don't think she's huge. Uh, yeah, that's true as well. Um, what was the scale like on the show? I don't seem to remember being that big compared to Megatron and such. I've not watched the show, so I don't know. Uh, uh, it's me asking you because I haven't watched it either. <laughs> nah, no idea. There's been a few studio series figures announced lately we were um we were talking about some of these the other day um the uh, like i think the studio series has actually become in the space of a year we've gotten well over 40 figures in the line like i think that's actually makes it sort of almost more prolific than something like um combiner wars or titan's return but uh, yeah, it's been massively successful and yeah yeah I'm, really I'm glad it has <laughs> 
Um, so we got forty. So forty-three is another another retooling of Nitro Zeus or the uh, the Thundercracker mold as it is in Studio Series. Good mold, uh, and this is the this is for some reason KSI boss, and I don't I, I, I'm not sure I even know what the figure is a reference to, but he looks all right. Yeah, he's all right. Com the complicated thing here is like the because Nitro Zeus that CG model was originally one of the KSI drones in Age of Extinction. Mm. And essentially, it had that head sculpt on the packaging there. It had that. Um, I can't remember which one it had, but it had a different head shape to Nitro Zeus in The Last Night. And then Nitro yeah. Zeus comes out as a Voyager, but his head is not movie Nitro Zeus. It's that one that you see there. And so it's kind of a shame here how instead of taking an opportunity to actually make a movie accurate Nitro Zeus, they just, like, I, I get going for KSI boss as well, but it's like, if people wanted the pure KSI drone look, then they could just swap the heads between this and Nitro Zeus. And so they've sort of, I feel like they've just turned down a pretty strong opportunity to actually make a movie accurate version of him, which is, um, it's a shame to see. Do you think anyone cares though? <laughs> I think I've, I've seen some people care. Like, I, so Nitro I, Zeus I, is a small but passionate fan base. I would I would posit that uh, if someone is going on the internet and saying, "Oh, they've not, they've not got the head sculpt for this figure right," blah blah, they weren't going to buy it anyway. They're just they're, they're just stirring up crap for the sake of stirring it up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. In all fairness, I wasn't going to buy it anyway. There you go. Let's <laughs> hit the microphone there. There you go. Um, let's take it. Let's take a look. There's one other one other in package shot that's been revealed this week, and that is the uh, Constructicon long haul. Um, <laughs> he's a movie constructor, on so I barely give a shit. But again, small but dedicated fan base. Yeah, well, just as a figure alone, I think that looks fantastic. I mean, you know, it seems to the, the sort of stockiness to him seems to have worked well in that they still fit in the full transformation and articulations. It's it's really cool to see how that turns out because I remember the original Long Haul Voyager was one of the stronger releases in the Revenge of Fallen line. So it'd be cool to see if they can uh, actually top that of a new version. Yeah. Look, part of me is happy that they're revisiting the Constructicons and, you know, sort of... They're going to complete the set and make a new sort of studio series Devastator. But the other part of me is just like, God, I don't care about movie Devastator anyway. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think for most people, movie, movie Devastator is just a morbid curiosity. Well, he's about to become a, part, a central part of a lot of people's collections. Yeah. The, uh, the other sort of piece of uh, official news that I had this week is that the Transformers Legacy book is being reprinted. Now, it's coming out as, uh, I believe, uh, so should explain first, Legacy is a collection of artwork from Transformers packaging. As you can tell by the somewhat spindly and um, dweebish Optimus Prime featured on the, on the front cover, uh, the, the curators of the book have managed to get a lot of the original artwork from the Transformers toy line and publish it in a giant coffee table, coffee table book that you can leave out as a bit of a talking point now this um this is a soft cover edition of the book that will be out uh, later this year so a little bit less of the coffee table edition but 
still quite fun. Have you have you have you picked, have you picked a look through the uh, book before, Max? No, I've never seen one in person, but it's a cool looking thing. I think just the fundamental basis behind it, whether actually managed to get a hold of all that original art, is the coolest part to me. Like that's yeah, it's, a, it's sort of something that you don't really expect that they'd be able to get access to. You know, you'd be just lost to toy packaging and time and now yeah. it's like no that stuff still exists and so we've able to, been able to make it you know um, give it some longevity now which is really cool because this, this stuff is it's historic like this is the first visual representation of a transformers franchise so when i when i picked the book up i i had a bit of a flick through it and i was really surprised that it's basically all artwork and no words there's like there's no there's no explanation of the story behind uh, whichever artwork. Um, I assume it I assume it does actually identify the artists or the artists for each of the pieces. But uh, it doesn't I, describe I, characters or the packaging no, you need on or anything like that. No, it doesn't. I, I found it a little bit disappointing in that regard. But also, by and from the perspective of you know, oh gosh, I'd like to collect this for the artwork, then you know, so I would do that anyway. Yeah, it's um. It's kind of it go both ways, really. I suppose it's a coffee table book where you just want to display the art. It works. It would maybe work better in that sense, but you kind of want if you're buying a book, a book, you kind of want some substance there. Yeah, it's like it's not a it's not a small book, um, and yeah, like I said, I was just surprised at the lack of words. But um, yeah, there you go. How about we move on? There's another. Uh, uh, there's another news story coming up that I, I think. I think this one's going to be. This one's going to be right up your alley, and that is the Toy World Freedom Leader, the, uh, a prototype images. Now, this is a. I believe it's masterpiece scale Bumbleverse Optimus Prime figure, which uh, Optimus Prime in the Bumblebee movie was one of the most impressive versions of Optimus that we've seen on the big screen, and so. It is time for all of these uh, toy manufacturers to start trying to approximate his movie appearance uh, in toy form. Yeah, there's no. Um, I think there's no question here that Toy World's done an excellent job. I mean, that's, that's right. That now looks that, simply fantastic. That's, is that their Bumblebee as well? There, or is that? No, the, that's the three A version. So, what I'm getting from this is, if you go to the next photo, you see him next to the Studio Series one. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, even, so, yeah, clearly, you know, Movie Masterpiece is larger than Studio Series, but not by that sort of magnitude. No, uh, that's right. He's practically twice. So, the Studio Series Optimus is a Voyager, is that right? Yeah. So, it seems to me like what Toy World is doing here is they've directly tried to, they're going for their own scale, but the, the, it's a scale of transforming figure to be in line with the, the 3A versions, hmm. which is ridiculous, quite cool to, in my view, actually. That's because um, if they can keep up the accuracy to this extent, like this doesn't seem too far off of, it, at least sculpt-wise, uh, the 3A Optimus Prime that we saw a little while back. No, that's quite right, isn't it? So, mm. you, you know, they can actually blend the look of the two lines together. That could... It could be quite impressive. I, we're still a fair way off in there, Bumblebee, I think, though, so we'll see how that turns out first. Indeed. Now, this uh, this photo also has a little bonus hidden away in the background, which is a um, a, a, a Bumbleverse Ravage. 
shown up there, just just prowling around at the back of the shot there as well. Which does infer certain other character too. So that's quite exciting to see. It means that they're not just all those teasers they threw out a while back aren't just teasers. You know, they're actually going ahead and trying to make these. That's right. I love. I love <laughs> I love the fact that it's so obviously been placed exactly precisely where it is, uh, just so that it's just just out of shot and you can't really see it. And uh, yeah, it's it's obviously been very precisely placed there. It's like yeah, it's a post credit sequence of uh, toy promo photography. That's right. I, I will say this: like he looks very, very well, very well packed in. Uh, like this this rear shot, like there's nothing. There's nothing sticking out or going to waste or anything. It's you know, very, very well done. Very tidy, very tidy underside in his truck mode as well. And yeah, there's, got- there's their movie, there's their movie uh, prime in the background for comparison as well. Yeah, it's it's just generally all around impressive. Um, yeah, so you look at this thing about it's obviously not studio series scale. It's a you know big chunky figure from the looks of things. He does he does look quite chunky, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Nate's sort of him next to that Optimus as well seems to confirm the fact that their um, AOE Optimus is not in movie masterpiece scale and it's very much its own thing. Yeah. Because him, he's the same height as that and this guy was significantly higher than what movie masterpiece would be. Which, I mean, in a sense, you can't complain too much because, like, now, you know, Bumblebee is a f- semi its own continuity. And yeah, it also, like say, like it also establishes like a different scale as well. Like if you look at the heights of the characters, like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee is about half the height as that he was in the 07 movie. So it'd be a pretty big stretch to make the two casts um, scale together in like, studio series or movie masterpiece and have that be accurate in the first place. So why not just treat them as two separate things? Yeah, indeed. Um, Toy World has been well known for delivering some really very, very well-made uh, movie figures uh, or movie-based figures. That uh, I believe you've uh, you've got one of the um, you've got one of the the Toy World movie primes, don't you? Uh, no, I've got the unique toys one. Ah, so that's um, yeah, that might be the one I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah, yeah, movie masterpiece scale, um, and that's fantastic. I think. The competition between that version and the Toy World one has been uh, quite a point of contention for some people. Like, so people are of uh, yeah of two minds about which one will actually be better. Uh, I'm keen to see how the Toy World one turns out, but not necessarily actually pick it up because <laughs> yeah, just scale wise, really. That's going to watch it from the sidelines. Yeah. This, this though, you know, this whole new exploration into the Bumblebee, uh, what, what you call it, the Bumbleverse stuff, Bumbleverse, that is quite, yeah. that's quite interesting to see how that pans out. Um, I don't really, especially how the QC on these turns out, really. <laughs> because, um, you know, having transforming figures is certainly more appealing um, in theory than the 3A versions, especially since they'll probably be cheaper. But I know Toy World has quite a reputation for uh, poor QC at times. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see them really nail this one at least. Or, you know, if it's a set of figures. 
Look, it'd be nice to see people. It'd be nice to see them really now, this because a lot of people are already quite. Uh, they're already quite um, in there for it as well. So yeah. One more news story before we uh, stop and have a have a quick chat about some stuff. Um, and that it is a very quick story. Fans Toys has announced a limited reissue of Phoenix. Now, everything seems to be coming up Jetfire this year. There is a new Generations Jetfire, a Commander class toy that we've not seen before. He is larger than a Leader class and um, a little bit smaller than a Titan. So it's probably going to come in about the 150 mark, which is probably a little bit lower than where Fans Toys reissue is going to come in. But uh, Fans Toys Jetfire, he's a he's a really great figure. He's a big chunky, big chunky boy, uh, and you can expect to see a reissue of him uh, in a few months' time later this year. It's very good to hear. I haven't had, I mean, we haven't seen the thing in person, but every bit of feedback I heard is I've heard has been positive. So should be cool to see some more people be able to get their hands on him. Indeed, indeed. How are, we, how are we doing for time? We've got we've got a little bit of time for a little bit of a chat now because it was a because it was a light news week. We decided that uh, we were going to start we we're going to start sort of going through some of the more some of the more non transformery parts of our Transformers collections. And uh, so I suggested that we might want to start with some Transformers artwork uh, things that we've got in our possession because um, I. Well, I'm gonna to have to grab that off the. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to take a piece off the wall to show it off. Uh, if you will, bear with me for a minute. Oh, that's enough some edit points. Um, maybe I should grab something as well. All right. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off here by holding up a piece of art who is, which was actually made by someone who is in TCCA in the discussion group. He is a. Melbourne-based Melbourne-based artist uh, known as Justin Masaru. Uh, he's a great guy, friend of the friend of the group. He does a lot of the artwork on the club membership cards um, every year. So the the figures like uh, the um, I think he he did the Soundwave and Blaster cards from last year, which are um, member-only incentives for TCCA. And uh, yeah, there's a so there's this fantastic. Uh, print that he's done based on Prowl's box art, but his entirely his own artwork, uh, which is it's fantastic. And I gotta say, I purchased a separate print of his work, and he sent this to me for free. And I like it so much, I've you know I framed it and put it up as well. So um, good, good, good job, well done, Justin. Uh, and thank you very much for that. Art style is quite distinctive. I find like it's this because mm. it's clearly you know generally. G1, right? But there's a, I don't know, there's a certain medium between standard, like the blockiness and a more updated look that he, like, really just rides the line in a very particular way, and it's cool to see. I, he does. I can't, like, I can't describe what it is about his art that sticks out. It's like this indescribable quality, but there's, there's something to it in, in the shapes of it. I think it's a I think it's a sort of a minimal industrial style to it. So like Prowl has obvious pistons and stuff in his feet, but there's only like a couple of them. So like it's not it's not like a it's not like a movie verse thing where like, you know, his entire foot is full of um full of equipment. It's it's, it's a very minimal amount in there. Um do you do you have anything you wanna you wanna show off there before I go on? Uh yeah, Transformers wise. Um 
I want to I want to pick out something interesting. Um, so there's uh, this is from you actually. Oh yes. The Lost Light number one, um, signed by Robertson Lawrence. So that is probably one of the more prized pieces in my collection. That's good. Um, I, do you, you, know, you, you, know, the, you know the story. You know the story about the signing of that, right? I don't believe you've told it. Um, considering it's sitting in front of me, I'm very curious to hear. So, it. if you look at if you look at Roberts's signature, right? So Jack, Jack Lawrence's signature is very obviously Jack Lawrence, and <laughs> Roberts's signature is just sort of like a squiggle. So, <laughs> quite obviously. So what I um what ended up happening with this? I actually I didn't realize that this had actually been signed by both of them. And when I purchased when I purchased it, I purchased a couple of these from uh, Orbital Comics in London, and I thought that they'd only been signed by Jack because they said that they'd had Jack come in for a for a signing, and so I was like, oh yeah, cool, you know, it's signed by Jack. I'll take it to Tea of Nation and I'll I'll get James to sign it as well. And so I've I've walked up to James Roberts and I've just gone to him, look, you know, Jack's already signed this issue. You know, can I get you to sign? He's like, I've already signed this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no, that's really, really embarrassing. And he was like, "Do you want me to do something else?" And I'm like, "Maybe just write two max." Oh. <laughs> what did he? What did you originally <laughs> the signature was just? Do you know what? I didn't Jack e- having a typo. I didn't even. I didn't even notice the squiggle there because I, I like I, I. I knew that it was signed by Jack, so I saw Jack's signature and I, I just glazed over the rest of the cover. <laughs> So yeah, I. That's amazing. I asked I asked James Roberts to sign something he'd already signed. I'm 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 an idiot. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he could have laughed out of it at least. He did. He did. Um. So something 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 else I got. Let's let's swap around, shall we? So something else I I picked this up uh picked this up last year at Tev Nation as well. Uh, it is Nick Roche's. It is a print of uh, Nick Roach's cover for Lost Light number twenty-five, uh, and it, he's he's signed it down there as well. So it's yet another thing that I should probably um, frame and stick on a wall somewhere. Um, there are so there are there are a couple of there are a couple of things that uh, Nick was signing last year, but this this is just the one that I sort of chose had to get out and and show off today. Um, and uh, I love that one. That you, the frame print you have still has the infamous typo as well. No, it doesn't though. Um, so it, no, they 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 appear to have fixed it. <laughs> we talked about this on, at the start of a show, and I just missed. The, I somehow got it confused and got. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so do you want to do you want to do you want to go next? Yeah. Um. I don't have a lot in the way of artwork. Like the only other artwork I have would be. Um, just it's a print of acid storm that i bought at a convention years ago and mm. i've no i've never been able to f- f- i tried looking earlier and i could not find the artist of a source or anything for the life of me um i so i i reckon i reckon you've probably purchased it from supernova yeah it, it was supernova which i've learned uh at later supernovas means it is very likely a stolen piece of artwork oh, it's just print it, it's probably it's probably not like because uh, it, it was they'll get in trouble for that. Yeah, I've seen it a few times in Supernova, mm. but like it, the other thing is, I have no idea where this came from. Uh, I can't, I can't ha- have you off. have you tried a reverse Google image search on it? I could, yeah, I could scan and do that. 
Yeah, just just take a photo. Just take a photo of it with your phone, and then do do a search for it on on Google and see what comes up. A little bit half bad idea. Yeah. Um, only other piece of art I have is uh, the DX9 carry art. So oh, they DX9... put a poster in the box for it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I I think I've got ones. I think I've got a couple others. I'm not a hundred percent, but I just haven't put on the wall yet. But mm. this is one of the nicer ones. Um, yeah, they. Keep it, they put these in their boxes. It's the same deal with, um, you know, Galvatron, Blitzwing, Astrotrain, all of that. And they're just really nice pieces of art. Uh, you know, I've, I like that they sort of... It's its own art style, but it does have... I think the way it's shaded invokes that Studio Ox look, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, do you want to bump back over to you? Yeah, cool. I, look, I got, I got, I got, I got two more pieces. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show off. Um, one is uh, some art that I, I purchased at TF Nation last year from uh, an artist who goes by the uh, alias of Nate Phoenix, um, which I, th I think we can all tell which scene from the movie, uh, from the '86 movie, this might be in reference to. <laughs> I do, I do seem to like collecting pieces of art related to this moment. Uh, the other piece of art that uh, that I purchased from Justin, which is. I'm not sure it's around somewhere is is also related to this. I'll, I'll show it off at some point. Um, and yeah, so I purchased this at TF Nation. Um, the artist, on, if you follow him on Twitter, he is uh, Nate Phoenix eighty three. That's eight three. Uh, and you can also find him on Instagram. That's so Nate Phoenix eighty three on on Instagram. Uh, lovely guy, and uh, yeah, he he puts a lot of effort into putting merchandise into the forge at uh, at TF Nation. And the other. Um, the other piece, which similar to similar to, I don't actually know if I can. I don't know if I can figure out who made this anymore. But, um, I, I'm pretty sure that I've shown this on the podcast before. It is a it is a lovely fun piece, and I, I can't actually see my camera, so I'm just going to assume that I'm holding it up okay there. It is a it is a more than meets the eye cast list done in the style of a Transformers 1984 catalog. Um, so you've got uh, you've got uh, Rodimus and Megatron as co-captains, uh, Fort Max and Overlord there, um, Ultra Magnus. There is, there is one thing that's quite interesting is that they've managed to put a figure in that represents uh, Run, although they've called him they've called him wrong. Uh, but he's a, not, I'm not even actually sure what that is. It looks like a third-party wheelie of some kind. I, uh, that's, I, I can't. Mostly, maybe a GoBot or a, maybe like oh, yeah, GoBot. maybe, maybe he is a GoBot. So yeah, so there's. It's cool uh, to even do that in any case. It's, uh, it, it is. It's a nice sort of. It's a nice sort of assembly of the uh, the toys from, a, drift from across a few. next to it. Uh, yes, I think Drift is actually. Oh no, that's. Uh, yeah, so Drift is. Um, I think Drift is represented by one of the Turbo Masters. I think he might have had a digital recoloring. He's he's actually popped up in the discussion group on Facebook recently. That figure. Okay, that's it's yeah. quite. I find those two are probably the most clever part of this. That he's actually, you know, gone back and found, you know, repurposed them. Well, not the most, like, not the most clever part, obviously, but like, you know, it's cool to see him go back and repurpose that. And I think I think so. Get all the major players in there. Yeah, you yeah. See, I, the I, art I style so. of it alone looks indistinguishable. <laughs> From like actual G one catalog stuff, which is just insane. Uh, so like, it's like you can you can see where they've sort of placed um, s some rock 
onto what would be a, a battlefield. And it's sort of like, oh, yeah, you probably could have put a bit more in there. But, like, I, I have a feeling that this was actually, this is either a Kickstarter thing or a thing where I saw someone, I saw someone posted on Twitter. I was like, I really want that. Can you send it to me? And I think they, I think they did. And I don't, um, I don't know who it was. There's one other, one other thing that I'm going to bring up that I know I've shown this on the podcast before, but it is, it is great. Which is uh, Andrew Griffith uh, from uh, his IDW artist uh, did a print of, uh, of did a print did a commissioned piece of Starscream for me. Oh, that's fantastic! Like. Yeah, just the, the the line art's amazing, and I, I like it because nobody else has this uh, has this Starscream print in their collection. Yeah, that's a that's a cool feeling. That'd be a cool feeling, actually. It is really. Nice. There's, there's some I like. There's a sort of subtlety to it. It's not you know like this overblown Starscream look. It's the personality's there, but it's just like nuanced. It's cool. I really, I really like that he's not sneering or anything like super evil. He's just like he's just he is Starscream. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's probably plotting to kill you, but you can't to say for certain. Yeah, like you, you, can, you can't tell. You can't prove anything, officer. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, look, look. We just thought uh, we thought we might take up a little bit of time having a look at that. Um, if you are listening to the audio version of the podcast, our apologies, but. Um, yeah, yeah, check, you can check out the videos on YouTube and uh, yeah, have a look at some of the artwork that we've been uh, have a look at some of the artwork that we've been talking about. Now, Max, do you have any new acquisitions you want to talk about since we last since we last podcasted? It's been a it's been a while. Have you got any new figures? Um, I somehow, despite it being a fair while, I've managed. I've been slowing down a little bit. Not like and not really slowing down but more focusing on different areas and so one of those areas has been movie masterpiece um and uh, movie masterpiece barricade is mm. a figure that i really loved but is in my opinion the inferior barricade design um most notably because he's not in the last night version and there's something always stuck out to me in the last night about that sort of trio of decepticons at the end that you're left with by the end of the movie hmm. like this cool little crew it's like a neat little cast of characters and they're all fairly well known and remembered at this point so it's like yeah i want to get a npm scale representation of those and so the nitro zeus there's the really high-end knockoff for megatron there's that um unique toys version coming but for barricade there wasn't really an easy option so I kind of had to go with um, just the, the generic KO. Uh, yeah. this, this is just the Studio Series Deluxe upscaled. Um, it, it is from Black Mamba, though, so it's of a, it's of a solid quality. Uh, but yeah, uh, the only real improvement I can point to is that the chest locks in very solidly. Like on the original one, this would just flap, but here it actually stays in place. Uh other than that, you know, the tolerances are all good. They're all good. They're a bit stronger than on the original version. Paints all there, what have you. But yeah, it's it's certainly not an MP, a movie masterpiece figure. But it has, I think, by dint of like the bulk of it and the type of plastic used and just a general design, it has the presence of a movie masterpiece figure, but not the engineering. Right, so. It's got obviously, obviously, still a lot of kibble and some fairly limited posability. So, you know, he looks good standing there, but beyond that, it's 
kind of just the filler until some other third party company actually does what we all deserve and gives us the definitive TLK barricade. I see, I see. Uh, I don't suppose you have anything to show off? Uh, I, ha I have a couple of bot bots um, that I purchased because somebody somebody posted them in a thread on, uh, I think it was the Ozformers group chat about, uh, about two of the figures. And so uh, this dude turns into a shoe and I, I think he's called like Soulet or something like that. But um, he is possibly the happiest bot bot I have ever seen. Like look at that grin on that face. Um, he doesn't really have much by way of eyes, except he's got the visor. So you know that makes the, him look even cooler. The sunnies sell it for me. Like I know, I know. Shoe. Like the sunnies just look amazing. Um, but like if I say so like if I do take the if I do take the thirty seconds that it takes to like you know put him into his uh, put him into his shoe mode, like <laughs> he's got he's got an extremely he's got an extremely solid um, he's got an extremely solid alt mode. Look at that. Like, that's like that's really well done. It's really, it's really <laughs> cute, and even better is that like it looks like he's even smiling in his alt mode as well. So yeah, it's got yeah, it's like a just a friendly shoe as well. I know. Well, it's it's like it's like a it's like a futuristic shoe from like Back to the Future or something. And um, the other the other guy that I acquired, um, let me see if I can do this quickly as well. Um, that is probably. It's probably close enough. Um, so, coffee machine, right? <laughs> it's a. It's a. Oh, hang on. It's a. Sorry, I have to do that slightly better there, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. Coffee. Uh, don't know. I think. It, yeah, it goes like that. So, um, yeah. So, coffee machine, and there's even a little power cord hanging out the back of him. That's. <laughs> Hasn't it's it had it attention to detail in these little things? I know there are, aren't there? It, it hasn't been localized. It's only got a two prong power cable, but that's okay. And now, if I if I take the if I take a couple of seconds that it takes to transform this guy into his uh, into his robot mode, you will be you will be impressed, right? Um, I present I present to you, Javasaurus Rex. Like he is, he is a little T Rex that was a coffee machine, and the co and the the power cable has become his tail. Like, I, I can't believe how well done that is. I, I know. I I love he's he's even got the stupid little little hands that hang out the front for his uh, from his T Rex. But like, so I must say a big thank you to whoever it was I was talking with talking with who um, showed these off because not only did they show them off, they also they also said they are numbers 21 and 24 of the Series 2 blind packs. So I found myself in Kmart later that day with a, there's a full bag, a full, full box of blind bot bots in front of me. Flipped through them all, flipped through them all, found 21 and 24 and just confidently walked to the cash register. Nicely done. Very, well, very yeah, nice. I've got that. That's like these incredibly easy to identify codes. They are, they they are not every pack has them. I've noticed a couple of them have oh. escaped the printing process, but uh, you know, interesting. So you go, but um, yeah, no. They, look, if you are shopping and you do want a particular bot bot, there are guides around. Just uh, Google bot bot identification guides for series one or series two, and you will find them. So you'll figure out very quickly how to identify 
how to identify a blind packed bot bot. Very nice. I think that's it. Is that, that's I think we're done for the week. Oh, it's a short, sharp, and shiny. Short, uh, uh, you know, short maybe, maybe. I think we're, I think we're coming in at probably about fifty minutes. So I think we're doing all right this week. Maybe, so, maybe, not, maybe not so sharp. But... Um, look, uh, you know, blunt instrument, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, what am I saying here? I don't, I forgot what I'm saying here. Uh, you know, it's been a little while for having. Jesus Christ, I'm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing track of a sentence halfway through. Um, yeah, it's you know people are a bit out of practice, but I think it's a pretty good show. Right. Well, it's it's been fun. Um, I am probably going to be off for a couple of weeks. I will be. I'll be away because it'll be my birthday weekend next weekend, and the weekend after I'll be in Melbourne for a friend's birthday. So uh, I'll probably be back sometime in mid June. But uh, in the meantime, people will hold the fort, and uh, yeah, there'll be there'll be more Australian Transformers Weekly to uh, to uh, consume and listen to in the meantime. But uh, if you are listening to us. And watching us live. Thanks for checking us out. I don't know if anyone is because it's Friday night. Uh, you can find out more about these stories and more on uh, in the show notes. They are on the on the Transformers Weekly Facebook page, the Podbean site. If you've downloaded this episode in a podcatcher, they're probably sitting in the notes section. Uh, you can find us all in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook, and you can find the uh, the podcast page at Australian Transformers Weekly. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. It is a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers like us who donate their time and money like us, even though I don't have that much money, to make the club better for everyone. We want to connect Transformers, country, Transformers fans around the country, and we do it by engaging the collecting community. You can find out more about the club, including affordable yearly membership options coming at you from $5 at transformerscca.com. I will also point out that there is a current, there is a donation drive with some pretty good prizes on offer at the moment if you're after masterpiece inferno big convoy or oh gosh gosh what was um what was there was a reissue in there of some form i believe yes i think i think that i think i feel like it was a reissue jazz i'm not entirely yeah. sure but if i Check if i come right up there. here it was a up... decent selection yeah uh, so yeah i like i'm 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 really quite there for the um I'm really quite there for the uh, the figures for the prizes. So there's a yeah. So there's a uh, encore encore reissue jazz there and the Street Fighter figures oh, as well. That's why I forgot about it. Yeah. So Street Fighter figures. There is a there's a, a third party Megatron, Big Convoy, Masterpiece Inferno, and Encore Jazz. Uh, they are all up for grabs. Just five dollars gets you an entry into the donation drive. So. Do have a do come along, throw a few dollars in, and you might walk away with a well sought after figure. Yeah, always well worth it. Indeed, and thank you very much to uh, Savius Toys at tftoys.com today for sponsoring the competition for us. Cheers, guys. All right, All right. that is uh, that is it for us. We will be well. Australian Transformers Weekly will return next week, but uh, I will see you in a few weeks' time. Thanks for listening, and bye bye. See you in a bit.